Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, and how are you today? It's Kinsey Presnell back with another episode of Kindle and Kerosene. I really, really hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes. Thank you to those of you that have taken the time to let me know just what you're getting out of these and how they're challenging you just to think differently. Or maybe you've emailed me or talked to me and told me about the progress that you're making when it comes to your mindset. Also, I want to say a big thank you to those of you that have shared this podcast or left a review for it. I so, so, so appreciate it. You know, I really am so excited to be able to chat with you guys each week about all of these different topics and just simply get better together. I've found so much growth personally, just in every area of my life by simply making some shifts in my mindset. And I really hope that you're making some great progress in your life by working on your mindset as well. So today I want to talk about leftovers. Totally random title, right? Well, this episode was really inspired by a chapter in the book, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. If you haven't read that book, it is a fantastic and challenging read. So definitely add it to your wish list or uh, your cart on Amazon, wherever you buy your books, your Audible. Uh, If you're in need of a new book or maybe you're just like me and you have a running list of books you want to read at some point, it's a very, very good one. But the chapter that I was listening to that really kind of got my wheels turning, it was on goals. And again, this book is just full of so many awesome little nuggets and just solid from start to finish, honestly. But Grant Cardone, too, if you've never listened to him, he's very easy to listen to. So I would just really, really recommend it. But as I was listening and he's talking about goals, I barely caught this, but he mentioned one sentence, one sentence in the middle of this whole chapter. And it was about leftovers and how so many of us literally just settle for the leftovers that life gives us. Like we just take them. I'm like, okay, well, that's what I got. You know, the more I thought about that statement, the more I realized that it is so, so true. I have 100% been guilty of it before, and I'm sure you have too. So I thought about leftovers for a minute. I mean, we're a house that eats a lot, like I mean a lot of leftovers, right? We don't cook at all hardly during the week. So everything that we eat is something that has been prepped over the weekend or days before, or maybe we're eating Primal Nosh, but like we're not creating this nice brand new meal every night. So leftovers, I have nothing against them. Like that's how we get by in this house for food. But when you rely on leftovers, if you really start to think about it in terms of at least what leftovers means in the kitchen... Your options are very, very limited, right? You can spice them up a little bit, but so much is already decided for you. It's like you only have so much to work with here. You don't choose exactly what you get. You take what you get and maybe change it up a little bit, but for the most part, like that's it. Leftovers. Well, how much of your life have you just decided to take the leftovers? Maybe you make them a little bit better. Maybe you add to them a little bit. But overall, you're just taking whatever's left over, whatever just shows up, whatever comes your way. Like just literally taking what you get. 
drifting on through life without much thought or planning to what you actually want or why you're actually working or even what you're even working on. Like so many of us are doing these things and we don't even know what we're working on or toward. We're just waiting around to see what comes. Guys, this is not the way. Instead of waiting for things to happen, I want to challenge you to develop the habit of making things happen. So instead of waiting for things to happen, make things happen. Instead of waiting for things to get better, take the initiative to change or improve whatever situation you find yourself in. Take charge. Stop waiting for life's leftovers and start going after what you want. And I love the statement, nothing changes if nothing changes. But seriously, if you don't like where you are or the direction that you're going, you have got to stop waiting and stop doing the same things that you've always done and you've got to make some changes. As I talk through this today, I want to encourage you to remove the limits that you've placed on yourself or the limits that someone else has placed on you. Right? So often we find ourselves in this place just convincing ourselves that we're happy. We're happy, right? We got this these leftovers are great. We love them. Right? When deep down we know like there's so much more. But we would rather stay safe, right? We'd rather just stay safe with the leftovers that we know will come rather than jump headfirst into creating the life that we want. Right? It's that old saying, if you eat crap long enough, it eventually starts to taste good. I don't really believe that for a minute, but I do think that maybe we just get so used to accepting life the way that it is, right? We just get used to accepting those leftovers that we don't even know what great tastes like or feels like anymore. So how do we start? How do, how do we create this big, awesome life that we know we were created to live? I think it all starts in the way that we think. You absolutely, 100% have got to think big. And that's where those limits come in. Most of us, when we sit down, we set goals that are way too low. They're average, they're realistic, they're reasonable. Right? That's not the point of goal setting, not, at least not big goals. I do believe in setting micro goals that take less than a week or less than a month to achieve, but I use those strictly to build momentum toward my crazy, bigger than life, like my rational mind says I'm crazy goals. Here's the deal. You don't have to have goals to live an average life. You don't have to have one goal to live an average life. Like You can make it. Like Most people walking around are living mediocre, yet very realistic lives. They're going through the motions. They're doing what they're told. They're conforming to what is normal, quote unquote normal. That isn't hard, right? You don't even need a goal to hit average. You don't. Yet so many of us spend time setting these goals and thinking through them, but we aim way, way, way too low. It's like we want to set a goal just to say we set a goal, but we want to play it safe at the same time. We want to do a little, but we're scared to go all in or go too far. I think that's why some of us feel stuck all the time. We have an itch. We know we want something. 
But we want to make sure that things are realistic and doable because heaven forbid we fail, right? Heaven forbid we tell someone we're going to do something and it doesn't quite work out. I love this quote from Brian Tracy. He wrote the book Million Dollar Habits. He says, remember, no one is smarter than you and no one is better than you. If someone is doing something better than you are today, it is because they have developed a habit of thinking and acting that you have not learned. And whatever other people have learned, you can learn as well. I love that quote because I think sometimes it's so easy to be like, oh, but I'm scared or yeah, they maybe can do it, but I just can't. Guys, if somebody else is doing big things, why can't you? Right? Why can't you? You have the ability to learn. You have the ability to do. You have the ability to like be. You can do whatever you want. We've got to think big. Listen, there is absolutely no shortage of success out there. There's not. There is plenty of success to go around. Just because someone else is successful doesn't mean that they're taking away from you. But I think that's a concept that a lot of us struggle with. Like we see someone else being successful and we feel like they're taking something that we could have gotten or they're taking something from us. And I'll say, like if I'm going to be 100% honest, this was a really, really hard concept for me to learn. It was. Like I would always just think that competition was a bad thing. I didn't want it. Part of me thought that competition or someone else trying to do the same thing that I was doing, I would think like it would take away from me or my success. And as I've kind of learned and really dug into some of that, because I will say that's kind of a, a, a deeper thought. I don't think we think we see it on the surface. We have to start digging to understand that's really kind of going on. But it is such a flawed way of thinking. And I can recognize it now, thankfully. But I was stuck in a place of scarcity. I was stuck in a place of scarcity. So like it would stop me from setting really big goals or really putting myself out there and doing things that I wanted to do. It was leaving me stuck. I thought there wasn't enough. And this mindset, you guys, this mindset sucks. It sucks in a lot of ways, but... It keeps you from celebrating others and their success. It keeps you from really being genuinely happy for somebody else. And it keeps you average. In reality, there is more than enough success. There's more than enough. There's an abundance. Let me say that again. There is an abundance of success out there waiting In other words, there is more opportunity around you than you can imagine. But you have to put yourself in a place to think that way. Otherwise, you'll get so caught up in what other people are doing or taking away from you that you spend your time focusing on them and what they're quote-unquote taking from you instead of growing you. Don't be afraid to think big, you guys. Your goals should scare you. They should scare you a lot. I've shared this before, but a coach once told me, like, if your goal doesn't scare you, it's like, it's a crappy goal. Like, okay. But yes, like I said before, we've got to have some short-term goals. I call them micro, micro goals again, but 
We've got to have those to hit so that we can gain some momentum. But when you zoom out and you look at your someday goals, they should rock you a little bit. Like they should be like, oh my gosh, that is so big. I have absolutely no clue how I'm ever going to get there. But like, I'm going to do it. Maybe it's financial or professional or personal or health. I don't know. But you need some big goals on your list. Goals that stretch you. There's a process for breaking these down, and we go over that in detail in our Project U program, but don't set someday goals that are realistic. Please. Heck, don't even make them reasonable. Make them, like, out there. The worst thing that happens is maybe you don't quite hit it. But with a huge goal, how much farther are you going to be than if you would have set an average goal that was kind of like a sure thing that you knew you'd hit with no problem? It's that old idea of shoot for the moon and maybe you'll hit the stars, right? So think big and then control your inputs. And yes, I know you're probably like, Kenzie, for the love, you've talked about this a million times. I know. But if you want to stop taking life's leftovers and start living the life you want, you better pay attention to your inputs. It's something like, I don't care if I say it the next hundred podcast episodes, we need to be reminded all the time that we have got to control our inputs. Inputs all start with that script that's running through your head. This should not be news to you. Again, this is the 25th episode of this podcast, and I've probably mentioned something about the script running through your head or self-talk or inputs, at least in half of these chats. Most psychologists agree that fully 95% of your emotions are determined by the things you think and the words you say to yourself as you go through your day. 95%, guys, that's a lot. It's not the events that happen to you that are important. It's the story you tell yourself about the event that will shape you. You must think and talk about the things you want rather than allowing your mind to become preoccupied with the things you don't want or that you doubt and fear. Whatever you think about grows. Whatever you think about grows. You can make changes in your life by simply spending the time to address and rewrite your thoughts. Like big changes. You might have some stuff to work through. For many of us, our thought patterns were determined early on by experiences as a child or maybe by our parents or teachers or friends. But the person that you become, the person you could be, is completely under your control. You become what you think about most of the time. Your behavior is a direct reflection of your thoughts. The awesome thing, the awesome thing is that you can take complete control of your thoughts at any time that you decide to do do so. You can change who you are simply by changing your thought patterns. You've got to make an effort to be consistently putting positive inputs into your life. Again, like I know I've talked about this so many times, but it's so freaking important. Feed your mind with positive and uplifting things. Listen to book, talk, listen to like, I don't know, uplifting books like that are teaching you something that are learning, that you're learning, that you're feeding your mind. Talk to positive people. Download a podcast, have a notebook with things that build you up, have quotes around you that you see that like, man, I got this, that inspire you. You are influenced by everything, everything in your environment. Make sure that the things that you're reading and watching and listening to are positive. They should be pressing you to grow. 
I'm not saying they shouldn't challenge you, but they should be positive and encourage growth. Don't watch and listen to trash, right? Nobody got time for that. Whether or not you recognize it, everything influences your thoughts. Your mind is one of your most powerful assets. Protect it and keep it clear of clutter. All right, you're thinking big, right? Check. You're monitoring your inputs. Check. Now you better freaking believe. Belief is necessary. You can't get around it. If you want something but you doubt the fact that you can actually get it, you're probably not going to actually make much progress. Your underlying belief system will sabotage you every single time. When you develop your mind to the point where you absolutely believe that you can do anything that you put your mind to, you'll find a way to make that belief a reality. This is so crazy, but it is so true. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to believe in why you're doing it. You have to believe in your abilities. You have to believe that you are as capable as anyone else. You have to believe that you are worth more than life's leftovers. Period. We've talked about the subconscious mind many times. And I've used a few different examples. Weight loss really is such an easy one. And I'm sure I've probably shared some form of this example before. But if you work really hard and you lose weight, right? You eat right. You work out. You're trying really hard. You're doing all the right things. But deep down, you still believe that you're an overweight person that will always struggle to be fit you'll eventually go back to that person because that is your normal, right? Same thing with people that try, alcoholics that try to quit drinking, right? Under all of that stuff, they believe that they have a struggle with alcohol. They believe that they're an alcoholic. So despite giving it up for a little while or despite changing for a little while, they eventually go back. Because they've never addressed their belief system. That your underlying belief system is your quote unquote normal. And you will always find your way back to normal. Right? You have to address your belief system and who you really are. It's identity, this whole identity thing. I know I sound like a broken record, but you really just cannot ignore this stuff. If you don't truly believe in yourself, your time at the top will be cut short by your underlying beliefs that you're nothing but average. Last but not least, you got to own up. you got to own up. Ownership and responsibility. If you want to be successful, own up. Victims, people that blame, they will always be the recipient of life's leftovers. Always. Why? Because whatever you blame, you give control. You can't blame something or someone else and still be in control. No, you give up control the second you blame something or someone. The truth is you must take 100% responsibility of every single thing that happens to you. When you own it, you can change it. When you blame, you get stuck. It really doesn't matter what it is, whether it's your fault or not, whether it sucks or whether it doesn't. Take responsibility for it. Here's what happens when you take responsibility. Suddenly things open up. You can think clearly. You can adapt. You can make changes. You can learn. It's like the blinders are taken off and you can start to find new avenues to pursue. 
you know, last year, it's so crazy that it's been like almost a year ago now when the whole COVID shutdown happened. And this idea of growth or blame was really, really exposed because honestly, it was a very easy time to just blame, 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 like make yourself the victim. Obviously, we were shut down for eight weeks along with so many other businesses in this area. And so, you know, looking at the the restaurant industry, the bar industry, the gym industry, some of the other service industries, right? The shutdown wasn't anybody's fault, right? It sucked for everybody. Everything that we knew or that was currently normal became not normal, right? But the fact that some of us had never like had another idea or a side hustle or an online gig, right? As a business owner, that was our fault, that was our fault. But as this thing progressed and as we kind of got into week two and week three and week four, you could see the businesses that decided to own up. It was actually really incredible, honestly. It, they suddenly just became crazy creative. And, you know, it was, it was challenging and it was hard and it was so many things, stressful, Right. But it was actually amazing to go back and now look on the other side and and think about some of the things that so many awesome businesses did. And some businesses completely nailed it, while others just waited and blamed. Right? They look around at all these awesome restaurants they had set up to go with drive-thru and suddenly like online ordering was available and family-sized meals became available and we had cocktails to go and, you know, gyms. Like we were just going at all of these new angles that we could do to serve online, to work through health coaching programs, to see how we could do group call. I mean, like it was crazy the creativity that kind of came out of that time. But it only came once you decided to own up, right? So you started to see a clear separation between those that chose to take responsibility and those that chose to blame. And now a year later, I think there's definitely a very clear separation in a lot of those businesses as you look around town. A lot of the ones that just kind of waited and and blamed are no longer there, Right. While some of the other ones that decided to own up, they've got multiple revenue streams coming in. They've got different things. They found out new things that worked. It was just, you know, really interesting to see the difference in owning something and blaming something there. So ownership, it changes everything. Right. Going back to million dollar habits, clearly I took a lot of nuggets from this book. I probably have like half of the pages folded. It says leaders accept responsibility. Followers do not. Leaders refuse to make excuses while followers hide behind them. Leaders see themselves as the primary creative forces in their own lives. Followers see themselves as victims and use up much of their energy rationalizing, justifying, and explaining away their failure to make progress. The acceptance of complete responsibility is as essential to leadership as courage. I'm going to put that in the um, in the notes for this episode because I think that is such a powerful quote just to remind us that regardless of what's going on or what situation is, whether it's your fault, whether it's not, we have to take responsibility. We have to own it because as we own it, we can make changes and we can see new opportunities and we can grow through it. So you're not stuck with life's leftovers. 
If that's where you find yourself right now, I want you to stop and get out a pen and paper and just write this sentence down. Write it down. Say, I am no longer willing to accept life's leftovers. Period. And read it. Read it every day. Put it on your bulletin board. Put it on your mirror. Put it in your car. Whatever it is. You've got to start creating the life that you want. You've got to start living a life you love. Aim high. Right? Get those goals set and make them scary. Write them down and know why you want them. Never be reasonable with your someday goals. Control your inputs. Make them positive. Watch your words. Fill your mind with things that are good, things that are positive, things that will equip it that will equip you and encourage you to grow. Believe. Right? Believe in yourself and your goals and your abilities. Know that you can do anything that you decide you want to do as long as you truly believe. Own up. Right? Take responsibility for your life. Ultimately, you are where you are right now because of the choices that you've made up to this point. If you want to change your life, change your behaviors. And I want to leave you with this because I think a lot of times we, we go all the way through these steps and then we just wonder why like nothing is changing right? Once you figure out what you want, like you finally figured it out, you've done all these things, right? You must be relentless, relentless in your pursuit of it, right? It's not enough to say you want something and then just try until things get hard because hello, things are going to get hard really quick and a lot of times, right? You've got to get up every single day and pursue it. You've got to work, You've got to get after it, right? You can do this though. But that is what I have got for you guys today. I hope that this encouraged you to just be done with leftovers. And I bet you won't look at your fridge the same after uh, this talk. Every time you pull them out, you're like, oh gosh, darn, I better, I got to start changing something, right? It's time to stop just taking what you get and start creating what you want, you guys have an awesome week. If you are around Pace, come see us at the Fix on Fitness Training Center. We would love to meet you, shake your hand, say hello, have you join us for a class. You can come try a week for free. I'm here if you ever want to chat, but please, please, please keep your success stories coming. Please keep the shares going, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me on social media at Fixed on Fitness. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Go have an awesome day.